We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the game breakdown versus the Tennessee Titans. We're going to break down the game on offense and defense. We're going to crown our oopsie doopsie and baller of the week. And we're going to ask our main question. Should the Lions have benched Stafford this game or was it a good move for Stafford to play this game? Find out all on episode 158 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 158 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by BetOnline and Indeed.com. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Malcolm, Pierre. Hi, boys doing after this Sunday uh, evening, Lions-Titans game just wrapped up and we are now on a Skype call doing a podcast. How are you boys doing? Woo! Okay. I'm good. I mean, I'm not really like mad. Uh, I knew they didn't. Re- they didn't really have a chance. <laughs> Malcolm is like, I don't know. How I, I, you feel it? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, yeah. I'm all right. I'm not. I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed, team. I mean, the quarters one, two, three kind of went the way I expected it to go. And then the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter. Yeah. But yeah. it is what it is. All right. So Malcolm promised me he would have an explanation for me, and I want to get my explanation out there before we get into this game. Because oh, I want to get something. Piss. Yeah. yeah, you're a piss I was, piss. Oh, I was frustrated, very you're, frustrated. You're, you're, and, you're, and you're this, livid. This was before the game even started. Before the game, I didn't even care about the game, honestly. After 
the news that I heard before this. Um, th- this news frustrated me, and I went on a little rampage on Twitter, and I, I was I was pissed. So I want to just get this out there, and then I want to hear your explanation. I want to hear Pierre's explanation to whatever he believes, and then on tomorrow's voicemail episode, I want to hear your guys' explanation. Call me out if I'm wrong or what you think, or if you agree with me, I want to hear that. I want to hear everything, okay? So I want to talk about this. Quarterback, Matthew Stafford, obviously dealt with a very bad uh, rib injury for that Green Bay Packers game last week. Got pulled out of the game, and he barely practiced all week, was limited on Friday. And uh, I didn't expect him to play. I, I told you guys on Thursday I did not expect him to play. Stafford guts it out and plays this game. I was pissed, uh, and I'm going to tell you why I was pissed. You were a 5-8 and eight team prior to this, and you are currently with the interim head coach right now, with Daryl Bevel, right? What is the future right now? What are we banking on? What did Matthew Stafford playing that game do anything for the Lions? Um, if your plan was, let's say, I'm going to say there's two options for the Lions, and that's going into next year. Option one, you build around Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford is your future cornerstone piece that you're going to try to build around him for whatever time he has left on his contract. You, you know, you resign him and you try to build off whatever he has left in the canyon. Okay. Option two, you keep Stafford for another year. You trade him next offseason, and you draft your rookie quarterback in this next upcoming draft class. And then he takes over the keys of the franchise. Matthew Stafford playing in this game. Nothing justifies it for me. Nothing justifies it for me. There was nothing acceptable of Matthews ever playing this game versus the Titans. This game had nothing on the line. Nothing on the line besides risking his his health. And he's our biggest investment. He has all the investment. I mean, as ownership, you have to look at it. You have to tell him, tell the coaching staff, whoever needs to hear this. Matthew Stafford, you're not playing this game. You are our biggest investment. We are ready for next year. We're going to make that decision with the new regime. And final story. I thought it was unacceptable that he played in this game. I, I, don't, I don't see one good reason why he played in this game. That's me personally. I don't know, man. It was unacceptable to me. But, Malcolm, you said you had an explanation for me, and I really want to hear this because I have no explanation for this. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, first thing first, with this loss, the Detroit Lions are officially eliminated from playoff contentions. Officially. That means they have no chance whatsoever, <laughs> whatsoever to make the playoffs. Now, prior to this loss, they were not eliminated. And I know as a fan, we're th- we know we're fans. We're like, okay, we don't see them beating Tennessee Titans. We don't see them beating the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We don't see them beating the Vikings. We don't see them doing it. So, yes, in our mind as fans, fans has a mindset. We have, we have fans. They have no chance. Matt, playing Matthew Stafford is pointless. You just risk him, risk an injury is pointless. But... Matthew Stafford is not a junior in college that's risking his NFL career for next year. He's he's a professional athlete, and if he's getting a medical, if he's if the medical staffs give him the okay, and they are mathematically still have a slight chance to make the playoffs, you have to put your best players on the field to give yourself the best chance to win. Now, I get it. If he gets hurt, it is what it is. But it sends a message to the locker room. Imagine being a player. I mean, I get it. You pair never played before, but I'm just telling you if this was me. If I was a player in that locker room, say I was a wide receiver, and I'm hurting. I'm, I'm hurt. This is week 14. My my knees hurting. My my wrist is hurting. I'm I'm hurt. All right. 
and I'm playing. And then I hear that my coaching staff is going to say, look at Matthew Stafford and say, hey, look, we're going to sit you out. Even though you're medically cleared to play and you can still play, we're going to sit you out just, just because we don't want to risk the future. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? I don't want to risk the future for me either. Why am I going to give 100% out there on the field if this team is not willing to put 100% on the field? I could care less if they give 100%, honestly, at this point of the season. Because you're a fan. I get okay. it. Daryl Bevel, Bevel didn't have to make the decision. I'm not putting this on Daryl Bevel because this, this is, is not, not on the, this is not on the coaching staff. This is not on Matthew Stafford. Not on either of them. This strictly falls on your stupid ass CEO president of the team. That, oh, I don't know football, but I'm the only team to qualify to run a football team is the Detroit Lions, and I work with the Ford family. And you have Mrs. Sheila Ford Hamp, who need to look at the future of this team and not look at this year. This year is a lost cause. You are, the only one, you are the only one in the building that has stability in the franchise. Daryl Bevel has zero stability. Matthew Stafford, we don't know his future in Detroit. None of these players know their future in Detroit. Sheila Ford and Rod Wood have to make, pull their big pants up and make a big decision and look at long-term plan. You know this season's not going anywhere. Uh, uh, like I was saying, as fans, we get that. But if you're playing in the locker room, if you're ownership, you're not giving up on the season until you're mathematically out of it. You're not going to say you're not going to be ownership and say the season's a lost cause. It's, it's, it's a wrap. We're not going to. You're not going to go look at the players and say, "Look, you're not going to beat the Tennessee Titans. You're not going to beat the. You're not going to beat the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're not going to beat the, the Minnesota Vikings. You're not. You can't do that as ownership and tell your players that they're not good. You're not going to win. And fans, we know. Fans, we know. Okay, that's different from being a player in the locker room, and. And being in the organization. And again, if you're a player, how can you give 100% if you know the team, the organization is not going to give 100% on the field? Why would I go out there and risk my health if I'm a wide receiver that's hurt? If I'm a hurt wide receiver, why would I risk my why would I risk my health and my safety if the team is not willing to risk other players' safety? Same way I'm risking out my safety. Right. But the but the thing is with um with the ownership, if ownership steps in, you're gonna scare off a lot of cabinets because um, I think that's just a decision that the medical staff and the coach should have just said, look, we're, we'll just shut you down probably. That's what I would have done. I personally would have shut him down. I personally would have shut him down. Um, just, I mean, look, he played. They lost. And they had to take him out of the game because he took too many hits. Like, think about that. Like, we look right it. right now. Like, we look – Tyler and I look right about wanting us to shut him down. He played. He took unnecessary hits. They had to take him out of the game. They take about the game when the game was – it was already down by 21 points in the fourth quarter. Okay, so if they, so if they the play point of playing this though? week – if if they play some IR this week, what does that tell you? It's the same story. You well, just they, they're, another... they're 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 eliminated. They could do whatever the hell they want with Stafford right now. But that you just said it's not get a good a good message for the locker room and because why are they're, these... math, they're mathically still in it. Okay, to I'm the players, to the players, to the organization, to the NFL, they're mathematically still in it. Fans, we know you know we look at the schedule. We're like, all right, we're we're not good enough to beat the Tennessee Titans. We're not good enough to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the, to the players. They're not going to – you think the players are in the locker room saying, oh, we're not going to beat the Tennessee Titans. Oh, we're not going to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. We're not going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. They're not – the players are not going to be out of it until they they're out of it. They week by week, too. They, 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 I, exactly, but they're not going to look at it and say that they're, they're, they're done. It's a wrap for them. They're not going to – right now, I get it. We're looking at them, and they're, we know they're not good enough. But the, if, you're, if you're still mathematically in it, and you don't play your best player. If he get the me- if the medical staff gives him the okay, and he's saying I'm okay to play, and the medical staff saying, oh yeah, he's okay, he can still play, but we're gonna say okay, we're gonna hold him out. That's a 
awful message to the locker room. Awful. Because, if, like I said, if I was a player, I would give up. I wouldn't. I, I guarantee you, if they did not play Stafford, if he was okay to play, the entire game will look like that fourth quarter. The entire game will look like that fourth quarter. I guarantee you. So, what do we benefit out of playing him this week? A chance, a chance, a chance to win. They had a. I mean, I get it. The better team won, but you got to put. You got to give yourself the best chance to win if you're mathematically still in it to the playoffs. And I and like I said from the beginning, I don't believe they had a chance to make the playoffs because I'm a fan. I'm looking at the schedule. I know who's the better team. But if you're a player in the locker room, you don't have that mindset. Your mindset is that look, it's every given every given Sunday, we're gonna go out there and we'll give it our all, and we're gonna see what happens at the end of the scoreboard. Yeah. That's how the player. That's how the players look at the game. They don't look at it like it's over. It's a wrap. We're not mathematic. We're not mathematic out of the playoffs. But shit, it's over. We suck. Players don't tank. Uh, fans I might want to tank. NFL teams. Okay, let me make this clear. I, I, I've made this clear before. I was never on tanking boat. I've never made tanking a thing. I, I could care less if they won or lost this game. It wouldn't affect me either You know, either way. It wouldn't matter to me regardless. I'm looking at ownership in this. I'm looking at Rod Wood. Your president of the team needs to make a big boy decision here. You I can't mean, do that. You can't. Why? The reason why, the reason why you're scared this is, candidate. This is your huge investment. Look, this yeah, is your biggest you, investment. What if I you know. got okay. You can't what have if, ownership do that, though. Well, why, why, would they, why would they would have won the game, Tyler? Why would they would have won nothing, this game? Nothing. Don't you mean nothing. They'll still be in it for the playoffs. They'll still be in it. Did the they, Cardinals win today? They're playing right now. The way right. they get in, Cardinals would have to lose two and Lions would have to At least out. two. At least two. But the thing is, Cardinals if they if they win this game, then they're still in it. And then nobody will be saying nothing. I, I would. I'm. I was frustrated. I told you, winner loss. I, I, I get it because they I, just like, said I told right you, now, Stafford just said on the podium it was as close as ever. Uh, he was not going to play because of an injury. So um, he was really close to not playing today. I guess it came down to game time decision. He he played. So um, we'll we'll see. I we'll see what they do with him next week. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him next week. Now, you guys want to get into the game? Unless you have anything else, I don't know. That's me personally. I I want to hear you guys' calls though. So I like I said, I want to hear you guys' calls. So leave a voicemail. Recording tomorrow, the day of this recording. So on Monday we'll be recording this. So leave those voicemails in. I want to hear explanations. Am I wrong? Is Malcolm wrong? I, mean, I don't care. If I'm wrong, call me out. If Malcolm's wrong, call him out. He doesn't care. Uh, like I don't, I don't, he, I don't care. He, he hears <laughs> out. But Pierre. You know, first of all, before we get into the game, what, what's your final thoughts on that? I personally would have said, and I told that, I tweeted that out. Some people got mad at me, said it's Stafford's choice, and I get that every player wants to play. No player wants to miss a game. Like, they were, they love this, right? Every Sunday they play a game. They're playing, they're, they're, they're playing out there. It's their dream, right, to play. But, I mean, I just, I would have shut him down. That's just what I would have done. We'll see what they do with him this week. All right. All right. So we got all, we got, we got all the chat. We got all our, you know, all the anger Wait, off. One last thing. I just want to say if, if he plays next week, then your argument is completely valid. Your okay. argument, they play Stafford next week and he's banged up, he's hurt. Your argument is completely valid. Because now that now they literally have absolutely nothing to play for. They're Except out of the playoffs. Yeah, right now they're playing for pride. I mean, if you're playing for pride, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I get it. It plays the locker room, get it. Everybody gets it. So let's see what they do going forward. That that'll be that'll be another case if they if they say if they play Stafford next week. And right, then so you, like with them being eliminated, I don't think we're going to see Kenny Galladay anymore either. They might shut him down too. There's no point. If I'm Kenny Galladay, there's just no point in me coming back. I'm about to hit free agency. I either get the tag yeah, or why? get my bag. Why? It did yeah. Now, now literally no point. Yeah. Same I mean, with Trey Flowers and Desmond Trufant. All those guys that are expected to come back, just forget. I mean, I, 
Nick, but uh, I mean, some some guys I, I've made a case like last year there was a similar. I mean, this is nowhere near it to me, but we had the similar argument of Carry on Johnson should he return or not, and I said he should return because I said I mean. Those are just way too different ballparks. I mean, you're comparing a running back who needs to still prove himself comparing to the biggest investment on your team who is way more than proven. And he, you're going to have a huge decision on what you're going to make with him. And you definitely don't want him injured when you're making this decision going into next year with that new regime. But, okay. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and is almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there is no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get into the game now. I got my anger off. That felt good a little bit, not going to lie. Okay, but... Um... <laughs> that's, the point, that's the point of this podcast, man. I love it. Yeah, no. Well, you know, like how we say, like, let you guys rant. I, I know what you guys feel like now. That was yeah, nuts. <laughs> I got that off yeah. my chest. Okay, let's get into this game now. Tennessee oh, Titans, Lions, Sunday. Oh, I mean, there was some positives to take away from this game. DeAndre Swift looked very good this game. Um, I mean, even though I was very against him, I just made it very clear how against I was him playing. Matthew Stafford looked very good in this game. But let's start off with this offense. This offense is now making some uh, an interesting decision of what they're going to have to do this offseason. And that is if you want to build around Matthew Stafford and or keep Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel, these last three weeks, has been impressive. Very impressive. And it's making it a very interesting decision. And I want to offer this question to both of you guys. I mean, if he's not the head coach of this team, let's say the Lions go a different direction. They, they get a head coach, a different head coach, not Daryl Bevel. Do the Detroit Lions need to consider Daryl Bevel as the OC going forward. I think he out to Malcolm, I guess. Okay. I said this before. It all depends on – it all depends. Because, for one, 
I don't know who our head coach is, and I'm just say this is gonna give random examples. Say like, head coach is Salah. Yeah. Okay, Robert Salah. Okay, say say he's a head coach. Is he gonna give Daryl Bevel the complete tools to do whatever he the hell he wants to do on offense? Is he gonna say, look, I'm just gonna run defense, and every week during the game plan, I want you to put the offensive game plan together, and we're gonna roll it that way. We're gonna be a team here. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna handle defense. You're gonna handle offense. Is it gonna be like that? I I don't know. Are we gonna hire an offensive guy, an offensive mindset guy who has his own way of how he wants to run the offense? And is he, is he gonna limit the be- if he's gonna limit Bevel? So the thing is, are, whoever hires head coach, are they gonna limit Bevel? Like we saw with Patricia. That's the thing. I don't know. So it could go either or because our next head coach could make Bevel, depending on the game plan they have for him, they could make him look bad. So I, I, right now I don't know. Right, yeah. I, I, right now I'm just in the, I don't know state because I don't know how they're gonna handle Bevel. Now, if there's a situation that they're going to give Bevel the keys and have him do whatever the hell he wants to do on offense, and all the game playing offense is going to come through Bevel, go through Bevel, and he's going to put everything together, I'm, I'm, I love it, and I think it'll be the best of both worlds. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it, right now, he's, I mean, he's getting a good audition. He's making his best out of this audition. I'm not going to say as far as the head coach, but as far as like staying that offensive coordinator potentially, he's showing a very good audition right now. And you put that, you know, scenario like what if a defensive court, like we hire a defensive mind and he holds him back. I mean, honestly, like I think you've seen what you need to see. If you're a defensive guy, you're like, okay, we got the offense in hand. Now let me try to rebuild this shitty ass defense. But I don't know, man. I'm kind of in the I don't know territory either. It's just a very interesting decision that it's going to come in the offseason. And like who is the head coach, obviously, first and who is going to be a staff and is Daryl Bevel is going to be included or not. Pierre, what do you what's your thoughts on this? Um, it, it depends like what kind of offense they want to run, right? Like if it's a San Francisco offense, I don't think Bevel is really a fit for that. That's more kind of like yak stuff. Um, if it's like a vertical offense, sure. Bevel fits that. It just depends what, what they run, what they do. And, um, he could also be the head coach too. I think he's going to get a fair shot at that. Um, so it depends, but I wouldn't be mad if they bring Bevel back. That's just saying I've been impressed with him. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting decision and what the franchise obviously wants to do. And if it's like, let's say they want to give the keys to a new franchise quarterback, you know, maybe that franchise quarterback that they're drafting is maybe not the same, you know, skill set of Matthew Stafford. And maybe that's not someone where Daryl Bevel prefers to run an offense towards. So, I mean, it just all depends. But, I mean, look at the options right now. The two quarterbacks that we're circling right now and realistic ones, they fit what Bevel wants to do. And so, um, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting decision in the offseason and something. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what to think of it. If it's going to happen or not, it, it's going to be an interesting decision. And all I'm going to say, he's putting off, you know, putting in a good audition. Offense is creative and, you know, they're putting up a lot of points for some solid defenses. It's, it's creative. They're getting all their guys involved. You know, outside of two fumbles, I mean, the Lions had some very, very good drives in this game and they've had some very very good drives in the last two weeks you know before prior to this game so that's three weeks in a row the offense has looked creative it's looked fun it looks good it's i don't know man it's gonna be a very interesting decision that's all i'm gonna leave it at i've said that a million right. times but yeah. it's gonna be an interesting decision and without like turn and receiver you got injuries on the o-line it, yeah. it's kind of impressive what they've done and hank fraley too the o-line coach i want him back regardless of who is the head coach or the OC. I think he deserves to be back. I mean, yeah, he's developing these guys left and right. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dahl, first game at center. I mean, besides that bad snap, you wouldn't really be able to tell that was his first game at center. Uh, yeah, Matt, snap, Nel- snap. 
Yeah, Matt and Nelson. the sack he gave up too. Yeah, but, Matt yeah. Matt Nelson, you know, stepping in at right tackle. Terrell Crosby's progression from last year to this year, or from you know his rookie year to this year. I mean, it's night and day. And Matt Nelson was like a guy I watched in training camp last year. You guys probably didn't get a good look at him if you guys didn't attend training camp. Maybe you saw a little bit in preseason. I'll just say this: he did not look like this. He was not impressive at all. I mean, he had that bad false start, whatever. But I mean, the development of these guys are night and day. And just look at Jonah Jackson, day one starter. I mean. He's getting better and better week in and week out, and I think this guy's going to be a very talented guard going forward for the Lions. Versatile guy who can play some center as well. I was, you know, would even been shocked if he played center today, but I don't know. I agree, man. I like Haig fairly what he's doing with this offense, and it's going to be an interesting decision one more time <laughs> what they're going to do this offseason with that offense. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I I said it before. I'm saying it again. I love our offense. And it's something that I think he could build off going forward. And I think it's a final way to fix their defense. I mean, they're right back in it. Yeah. I mean, I think if you keep the offense intact, it eliminates some years of, you know, building a whole team. Because then you already got one half of the whole football team done. And then you have to build the other half. The only problem with that I could see happening, you know, maybe some, you know, the gaps of making that not work is the age and just contract of Matthew Stafford. And because you still have to build the defense with draft picks, you still have to build the defense with financial and cap, and then you would still have to pay Matthew Stafford. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of decisions. It's going to be a lot of interesting decisions. Yeah, and then, this offseason. then you also you have to pay Frank Ragnow soon. Um, his contract's coming up. Yeah. Then you Kenny Galladay, do you tag him? Do you pay him? Do you trade him? Like there, there's like a lot of things that you just can't fix this um, in like one year because you have top three wideouts or free agents, and then the defense. I mean, we have the the worst probably linebacker corps in the NFL, and then the pretty accurate the D line just doesn't get pressure regardless of who's out there. Even if their starters are out there, they just don't pressure the quarterback that much. Pretty accurate. Yep, and their DBs. I mean that probably has you know a lot to say with what the front seven's been doing, but the front or the DBs have just not looked good either this year. I mean, yeah, they've been banged up, and the, everyone's just kind of like it's kind of like a like a domino effect. Your your D line plays bad, your linebackers play bad, and then your secondary plays bad. It's all kind everything has to work together yeah. in a defense, especially the way that defense is built. Like if someone is bad on one play, the whole thing just really looks bad. Just the yeah. way the defense is. Yep. And, and to kind of, I guess, that was a good transition to flip it to the other side, the defense. And we're talking about very good additions for, you know, Daryl Bevel. And I'm not going to put it all on him because he doesn't have the good personnel. But Corey Island is not having a good audition right now for that D.C., you know, staying as a future D.C. Um, I, I mean, I think it's just something they're going to ride off for the rest of the way. And I don't see any future with Corey Island sticking around in the organization. That'd be a shock. It's just to be tough fair, though, to him, it he's is. tried everything. He's tried everything. He's Not tried different yes. players. He's... <laughs> He's moved guys around. It's just I, not working. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to put it on him. I'm not going to put it all on him, but... And this is Patricia's, it's Patricia's defense. Obviously, he took over. Yeah. He took over a very bad defense, and he was told to make, some, make something out of it, and... Yeah. <laughs> you're telling him to turn... You're telling, you're telling him to turn water into wine right now. Basically. Which is... Like you're telling yeah. him to be Bill Belichick, basically. It's, it's, I don't know. That, I think the, the defense right now, right now, is worse than Bill Belichick's defense, talent-wise. Right now, I'm talking about we're, 
who's our second? Who's our who's our corner? Another side of Amari. Alex, Alex Myers. Myers. Alex Myers. Alex, and, Alex, and, Alex and then he went down. Fire. And then he went down. And who who was a corner after that? No, it was Mike Ford that went down. Alex Alexander Myers didn't get hurt. You never got hurt. Oh, okay. I thought it I thought was, we saw I thought we saw Tracy Walker playing. So Tracy but, was at corner. So well, he just came was, in for him. So it was Amani Oroye, Ford, Coleman starting. Ford gets out. Tracy Walker goes in. Walker gets hurt. They put Alexander Myers in the game. Oh my lord! <laughs> it makes it was. I think when Ford got hurt, Myers was in, and then they put Walker more in at corner. It was just a mess, man. It was It's bad, and I mean, when I'm looking at this, when I'm looking at our defense, I mean, when I go, when I, when, as far as what I said last week, as far as they're maximizing the talent and making them play better, I, I'm I'm looking at it like a, like a, like a. Do you guys play spades? Anybody know how to play spades here? The card game. The card game. Yeah, I mean. So imagine, imagine you get a play hand. It, but... All right, so so pretty much you're given a hand, right? And just say you have an awful, awful, awful hand, like a hand that you're not going to get any books. Yeah. But you then you, you pull out maybe one or two books with that bad, awful, awful, awful hand, and you're not expected to get any to get any books. That's what I'm looking at this defense. And what I mean by books, I'm looking at maybe you could get one or two stops with this defense. Maybe one or two stops. And if you could do that. You know, I think you're. I think if you get one or two stops with this defense, I think you're getting the best out of these guys. To be completely honest with you, because they're they they can't do anything right right now. They're they're slow. Yeah. They're bad. I mean, when you go into a game, are you hoping for this defense? Is let's let's try to get one or two stops and then see if the offense can pick it up. Yeah, you're hoping yeah. like a bend but don't break kind of. Kind kind of just just get one or two two maybe you're hoping for three stops, and then see what can happen. You know, but that's sad. <laughs> that's, that's what you're gonna I get. From. That's I that's know. the best, bro. I don't care who, I don't know who could turn that team, that defense around. Like the talent. Outside of Bill Belichick, I think I don't. I can't bet on anyone else. I I I don't know what you could possibly do to say okay, I and turn them to a, an okay unit. Yeah. No. No, they it needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of work. They're just not talent. The talent's not there. You just. I don't know. Besides Romeo Cora, I mean, kudos to him. You know, he's playing his ass off. Well, he has eight sacks, nine sacks this year. Something like that. Eight and a half. Yeah, man. He's, he's like the only bright spot in that front seven. Him and um, I'll say Jamie Collins. Yeah, Jamie shows some flat. But Jamie's not like one of those like pieces where you're like, oh, I mean, you could build it on Jamie Collins. You know, Jamie's already, what, 30 years old? So, no, yeah, you he'll can't. be 31 yeah, next year. And then Romeo Cora, too. I mean, that could be a potential future blocking, you know, future block, but you know, he's, he's a also free agent. agent this offseason, too. So it's like, you know, he's earning himself a new he's, contract. He's, he's, he's going to get paid somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't mean, it, I don't think it'll be smart if the Lions pay him a lot of money. Well, it depends Just, on what defensive scheme they go towards. If, you know, he, he's he's proved it, man. He looks good. It just depends on what defensive scheme. If they go towards, you know, a different type of defensive scheme, then maybe you don't you don't need Romeo Cuarra's service anymore for what he's going to be you know making. But the reason why I say that is because you're paying Trey Flowers what eighteen million a year. Is he like playing up to that eighteen million a year, whatever it is, eighteen or nineteen a year? Absolutely not. So okay, you're going to give Cuarra probably shoot. I don't know. Let's say nine to fourteen million a year. I don't know his exact market value. Yeah, I don't know that's about happen. right. Right? Yeah. Would you give him thirteen million a year to get eight sacks? I think you. I think if he played full time, I think you'll have more sacks. Yeah, but like, is he like, is he like a game wrecker though? That's kind of my question. Is he like a game wrecker? He's a really good player, but is he a game wrecker? It's gonna be an interesting decision. I don't know. He's looked very good this year. He's winning. It's a tough most, decision. That's what I'm saying he's winning most of his battles, so like he could be that 
that guy. But I mean, I like I take him over Trey Flowers right now. If we're yes, building a team, absolutely. Oh, He's yeah. hands down our best edge rusher. Yeah, like I don't even think it's close, honestly. Yeah, it's not. It's not even close. Same with Aquara, though. The thing he has to work on is setting the edge a little. Flowers is really good at that. So it depends what also the new staff relies. Do they want a guy who could set the edge, or do they want a guy who could just go and get the quarterback always? So Patricia like stopping the run more than brushing the passer for whatever <laughs> reason. But why why are we comparing to Patricia's scheme? Then why why do we want something from his no, book? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying what does a new guy want like on early downs as well? Does he want to like bring all his run guys in or just want a speed guy? It all depends on scheme it too. It seems like, like today's NFL is trending more towards Romeo Quars than Trey Flowers. It's a guy who can get to the quarterback. It's a passing league more. So right. it's trending more towards the Romeo Quara type players. Rather than a guy who could set the edge at a good level, so yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. So and then um, I, I want to get into a play, and, I, and Malcolm tweeted this out, and he was right. He said the play on third and twelve, third and thirteen. I forgot. It was, what it was, it was, it was, it's actually third, it was third and eleven. I was actually third and eleven. It was third and eleven. It was, it was third and long, Oh my and, fucking gosh! And like the announcers literally ripped him apart. It was oh my hilarious. God, man. He also said it last week too on a key third and thirteen. I think it was last week. So. This week, obviously, Tavai, like, he's in zone coverage, and he's just covering the ground. He's not covering anyone. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's thinking. I'm going to be honest, man. Um, I don't think the guy even deserves to be in the NFL. Yeah, we've said this. <laughs> it's not, it's I don't even... know if he even deserves a practice squad role. I, I, the guy doesn't have – he just doesn't have it. I, I don't know if there's anything to develop because he doesn't have – he's not athletic. Um, he's obviously thinking way too much. He's covering ground and zone. Um, he, he can't shed blocks, and he's huge. He just he doesn't have it. Oh, I fucking hate him. <laughs> and that's, that, that, that's, that's, it's, it's me. it sounds mean. Um, oh, man. Like, he's single-handedly, and I, I tweeted this out, he single-handedly like, crushed the momentum, momentum of this team. It yeah. was literally, it was, it was in, the end of the third quarter, the score was it was eighteen to twenty four. It was a six point game. Mm-hmm. It was a six not, point game. I'm not gonna go as far and say I hate the guy, but I, I hate his play. I hate I mean, my oh question my is, why does the coaching staff continue to go to him? Like, like why don't you try Jalen Reeves Maven out? Is he that bad? Is Jalen Reeves Maven that bad? Like, at least try That's, him out. I don't know. I mean, he never. He's a guy who never gets a first shot. He always have a hell of a preseason. He'll always have a hell of a preseason, but just never gets camp, a free though. and training camp. He had a good camp too, I think, this year. He just never gets a free shot. Last year he balled, man. I was watching him live last with my own eyes. Really good at training balling. camp. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I knew he wasn't gonna. I knew he wasn't gonna get too much playing time with Patricia last year because they want the big, stumpy, slow linebackers. Yeah, they said yeah. he was too fast. Is he too fast? He may cover too well. That, no way. No way he sees the field. This is not right. This is not our scheme. Oh, it's not the way it works. He's too good. He's too good. Like, if I'm, too fast. Maven, I'm dipping this offseason, bro. I want to go to a spot where they'll give me a chance to play. I mean, I don't I don't get it. It, just, it doesn't make sense to me. The third and 11, July Tavai bites on I think it was a play, actually. Bites on it and just sits there, covers the flats, covers grass for, for, for no reason, and leaves his zone completely open in the middle of the field for him to complete. That 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 third and third and eleven. Yeah. The thing is also the way the Lions like roster is built, they have guys who could play special teams, but they only play special teams. They don't play that much on defense. There's like a few guys that are like that. You want your special team contributors as well to play a little on defense. That's the problem with this team. 
They have these slow linebackers, and they just they they don't they don't play. Um, Jalen Reeves, Maben, shit, even Killebrew, like he was solid his rookie year. Like, why don't we try him out a little? Just like, what do you have to lose? They're better than Tavai. I guarantee you, they're better than Tavai. I don't know. Is it because they're small? They're not as big. Like they're not two fifty or two sixty or whatever the hell they want them to be. That's exact. That's exactly what it is. They're not two fifty. They're not two sixty. It's just like unacceptable, man. I, I I say this every single week, and I, this might like be something like I I say every day, even like ten years down the line, twenty years down the line. I might say this at my wedding if I get married. Why the hell do we draft Sterling to find the second round? Why? I'm gonna like tell my kid that if I, uh, I if I ever have kids, I'm gonna say. Hey, um, remember, like, he's going to say, oh, look at 51. It's going to be, like, some random-ass guy, 51, on the field. He's a, he's a random, like, linebacker. He goes, look at 51. I'm just going to be, like, traumatized by 51 my, the rest number of my 51? life. Number 51, yeah. The rest of my life. The rest what, of my if life Parsons, what if they draft Parsons and he gets number 51? Would you be as mad? Man, 51 I, would be that nice, right? I, I, I'm traumatized by that number. I'm actually traumatized by <laughs> I'm that hoping, number. I'm hoping, yeah, hopefully he doesn't pick that number. <laughs> like, I'm just traumatized. It, 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 I don't even know. I mean, I don't know where the lines are picking right now. Like, it's, it's probably going to be in the top eight now. So we'll see. I'm just so traumatized by the number 51. I mean, he traumatized that number for me. It's like I've never seen such a, a worse second round pick. And I watched Heath Tabor. I've never watched a worse second round pick than Jelani Tavai. This oh, guy is. Heath Tabor, Tabor played way better than Jelani Tavai. Both of them suck. Both of them are like. I terrible. I get you. I get I mean, you. A lot of people are like, "Well, T's not in the league." I get it. I get it. I get it. But I could I could point out I could point out some good games from T Saber. I can't point out any good games from Jelani Tavai. You know, you know the game they'll bring up the game where Jameis Winston threw a ball right in his gut. Right in his chest. <laughs> and if he didn't catch the ball, he would have surgery to get the room of the football out of his gut if he didn't it's... catch that ball. Uh... He's I don't know. What, he's just been bad. What are they seeing him? Why does he continue to play? Like, what what are they seeing him? Oh, I said by year 2023. I mean, him and Tease could open up their own real estate shop, the Tabor and Tavai shop, and you know, open up their own <laughs> real estate agency. So, yeah, bro, Tavai, Tavai better be saving up that money. He, like, or he could join <laughs> RJF with some Dunkin' Donuts franchise, buy some franchises. You know, yeah. Look, Malcolm told me Stephen Tolick has a, a coffee shop in uh, Fort yeah, Lauderdale. Fort La- he does, yeah, have a coffee shop in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, so, maybe Tavai could open one in uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, no, maybe 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 you could partner up with Tolick, former linebackers. I mean, it's just like I don't, <laughs> I don't get it, man. Like, if you're slow, you gotta have a like a really good trait somewhere else. Maybe you have good instincts. Maybe you, you know you have really good ball skills. What's his degree? I'm wondering what his degree is. Maybe he can go to, like maybe is he like a lawyer? Maybe we could try the Tavai Law Firm. But he has no he has no awareness on the field. He can't play zone. He can't tackle. What what is he good at? Dude, Dude same with Will Harris. Like the second and third round pick of that year were awful. Like what has Will Harris done? At least Will Harris, I can clearly say Will Harris has speed. Yeah, he oh, has speed, but he doesn't know how to use it. I get it, but there's there's a positive. There's there's a something positive with Will Harris that he has. There's speed. a trait. There's a trait. Yeah, there's a trait. I can't say what is Jelan, What is good about Jelani Tavai? He has nice hair. <laughs> he does have nice hair. I get that. <laughs> I do like, like what, what can I possibly say that's that beneficial to Jelani Tavai? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure off the field he's a great guy, but on the field he's just awful. He's awful. Yeah, yeah I think he's not, he's not fast. Yeah. Well, there's no traits. In yeah, football. He's, he's he's not fast. He he he's bad in coverage. Can't shed oh, blocks. Can't shed blocks. Can't tackle. With his size and the way he is, uh, that's really surprising. Like how how strong he is and how big he is, and he can't shed blocks. 
Man. We saw AJ Brown with their own eyes today, too. That's Malcolm's boy that we could have took in the second round, too, at that position. I liked AJ Brown. I like Devo Samuel a lot, but I also liked AJ. Yeah. And speaking of that Lions defense, that Lions run defense did ex- exactly kind of what I expected. <laughs> and yeah. Derek, I mean, Derek Henry. Yeah. I mean, there's no really no. Yeah. There's no clear answer to stopping Derrick Henry. No, there isn't. Everyone has had a tough time with him. Yeah. I think right now he has, what, 1,600 yards right now? Almost 1,700 yards? Just in this game itself, 24 attempts, 147 yards, one touchdown, and average 6.1 per carry. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Derrick Henry-like numbers. Yeah. Tyler, so Matthew Stafford answered a question that your question, like, why did you play this way? This is what he said. Because I'm the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, and it was Sunday, and I got a bunch of teammates that worked their ass off. They fight to the level and fight to get out there and play and try to help us win. If there's any way I can play, I'm never going to not. I feel like I owe it to those guys. I owe it to the game. I owe it to this organization, everybody. If I'm good enough to play, healthy enough to play, my ass is going to be out there. I feel like I was good enough to play. That's why I wanted to be out there. That's Matthew Stafford's Man, I'm about to cry, man. I'm about to cry, man. Okay. I'm about to to cry, man. I love that guy, man. Let me me make this clear. I love that guy. Just so people don't get confused. (laughs) And if people thought... I was directing this towards Matthew Stafford. People thought that I was directing this towards Daryl Bevel. I'm not putting this on any of them because I mean Stafford is a tough son of a bitch. I mean that is just given. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a tough nail. He's one tough needle. But I'm not putting this on him. He wants to play. I mean he wants to play. But if I'm ownership, I'm using my say, saying, "Hey, you're not playing this game." I already explained. I'm not going to go re-explain yeah. what I said. But. I don't know. I don't blame Stafford. I don't blame Daryl Bevel for this because Daryl Bevel at the same time is fighting for a job. So I understand why he wants Matthew Stafford. He wants his best guys on the field. So, you know, maybe he can get a job down the line if it's not with this organization or with another organization, somewhere in the NFL. You know, he's auditioning right now. So I'm not putting it on Daryl Bevel. I'm not putting it on Matthew Stafford. I'm putting it on the people that have stability in this franchise and the people that own this franchise. And that's Sheila Ford, who has, who obviously owns the team. And that's Rod Wood, who has stability, even though he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a Mr. Football or I'm not a football guy, and I can only run the Detroit Lions. I'm not qualified to run any other job. I'm, I'm, I'm just here because the Ford hired me. I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm CEO. Here, I'm just here because the Ford hired me. I can't, I can't right, run over the organization. So that's Stafford's explanation as to why. Yeah, I love, I love that guy. I love I mean, that guy. I respect, I respect Malcolm that. was right. Malcolm basically said that he's like because if other guys are playing, that's what basically Stafford said. He wants to play for the team. If other guys are working his ass off. He's good to go. He'll play. I love that so, guy. I mean, I, I, I do I'm not too. putting, I'm not putting that against him either. No. So, it, it's not Stafford. on Stafford. Did, did you guys it's see how on... bad? Did you see how bad Chase Daniel played? Chase, oh I, if we would have saw four he quarters of that, drive and then he threw that pig. That pig oh was really bad. Lord, that pig was if we saw four quarters of that, I would have like. Uh, I mean, it, it would have been a very. It would have been a very. It would have been. One he was okay. Like, he hit that first good drive, and then the second drive was a pig. I guarantee, if we saw four quarter Chase Daniels. We wouldn't have been saying, "Oh, this game was kind of entertaining." You know, the offense was moving the ball. Offense was. We wouldn't be saying this shit. I mean, realistically, did you actually like it? Was I guess somewhat entertaining, but did you? Actually it was get- entertaining from the f- f- quarter one through three, and then Jelani Tavai happened, and then it like pretty that. much killed like, the whole. It sucked the, the energy out of the whole team. Derrick Henry also. I mean, he gets guys tired, bro. Like it's hard bringing out that bringing down that man. He runs through tech guys. He, bro, that yeah, stiff arm. He said Alex Myers. He sent Alex you. Myers back to the practice squad. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Bro, he sure did. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he did send him back to the practice squad with that that stuff arm. God damn. That, that, was, that, was, that was mean. That yeah, was a mean stiff arm. 
You might have sent him to that real estate agency with July to buy it. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, man, that that drive because I know, like, they're like, all right, the third long, we have them, we have them. Let's get these fuckers off the field, and this this this. We're down six. Let's get them off the field. Let's let's go offense. You know that that that's. I guarantee that's what they said in the goddamn huddle. They got in the huddle, and that's they what they to, said. Yeah, they and then Giants was like, he was like, don't. He was like, he said, hold my beer. Watching for this. said, "Hold my beer." I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I have, I have a little confession. During the game, a lot, I, almost every single commercial break, I flipped it on to Red Zone. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, every single commercial break. I mean, I'm in the semifinals in two fantasy leagues. You know, I, I guess I had some. I, I could justify it a little bit, right? Yeah, it, it, it is what it is. So, <laughs> I had some players playing, so I don't know. I mean, it was okay. It was an entertaining game for the first three quarters. It was. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, the first three quarters, the first three quarters was going exactly how I thought the game was going to go. I thought it would be a tough game. I thought it was going to go back and forth. That's, that's how I thought it was going to be. And then, you know, John Tavai happened, the fourth quarter happened, and the rest was history. Like, we criticized Marvin Jones earlier in the year, but these past, like, few weeks, Ooh. he's been balling out of control. He's going to get paid this offseason, too. Not, like, 18 nights, uh, but maybe I mean, like nine. Not by us, not by you, us, you, but you, I don't you, think by the line. You were the leader of the criticism of Marvin Jones. He wasn't <laughs> playing well. I'm just gonna say ahead. that you were yeah. the leader of the Marvin okay, Jones. Okay, and I'm saying right now he's balling, so it's mm-hmm. nice to see that. I'm really happy for him. I, I've always liked Marvin Jones, and then um, Sanu has been a really good pickup as well. Be- beautiful pickup. Hawkinson is showing like why he was the eighth overall pick. He, he's been playing really well. His blocking yeah. is improving as well. Um, Swift, 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 Swift has looked good. Yeah, the O line they gave up zero sacks, four hits. Um, that that was good to see, right? Zero sacks. Um, honestly, so there's some positive. positives. Since they've took this guy out of the starting role, Adrian Peterson has not looked bad. I'm telling you, give him <laughs> you limit his carries. You don't make him think as much, and you get a better Adrian Peterson. Don't be predictable when you when yeah. you like when you're not predictable. Um, yeah, and then Bev, I like Bev's play calls. Even the hot one, I loved it. At first, I'm like, what the yeah. hell? Three tight ends looks like an obvious run, but then, like, he did like a end around with hawk sort of kind of that, that was, was, the, end that around, was the fumble, yeah. That was yeah, a fumble, but I liked it. I liked it too, but yeah, I liked it too, man. I liked that was another killer. That was another killer for having, us. Having um, Agnew and Swift in the game, like, they kind of like they confused the defense a little with those guys when those guys were together out there. So, I like. I like what they did today on offense. Unfortunately, they just couldn't keep up with them on defense. They, could, they, they couldn't. I, I can't even take a positive anything out of that defense, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I literally counted. I literally counted. They only had one stop. And then let's get into the – actually, to the safety and the punt. Yeah, the, right. yeah, the safety. Yeah, 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 the safety. The safety yeah, count, Aquara, yeah. Aquara was really good so, today. Okay, but... I'll take Romeo Aquara as a positive out of this game. Other than that, nothing else. Yeah. Harmon right. got destroyed, bro. Oh, my God. That Corey Davis play is disgusting. What, what, why? Why? Okay, there's another thing I want to say. Why is Harmon on Corey Davis, and why is Jared Davis? What was the last touch on this? AJ was Brown. AJ, AJ. Yeah. Why? Why are they putting the linebacker on safety on these two good wide receivers? I have to go back and watch that play. That's that's the thing. I didn't go back and watch the play, so I don't know exactly what happened. I'm not sure if the corner bit. I know it's like a was it a play action that that did that. Yeah, it was a, no, it was like a kind of like a double play sort of like AJ Brown looked like he was going to go and then he went straight. Okay, but what about the quarterback? He just dropped back and just threw it. I think he just dropped back and threw it. Yeah, I don't think he just dropped back and threw it. Okay, so I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, sure. I'm not totally sure, honestly. So. I tried sure. to I... see 
on the replay on the broadcast TV, like I went back and watched it a couple times. I couldn't tell exactly who was in coverage, but Harmon bit hard on that though. Yeah. I so don't it kinda know. if he bit, then it had to be a play action or something. No, like so like it looked like AJ Brown was going for a slam, then he just went straight. Like he kinda oh. like a stop and go sort of kind of thing. I got yeah, I gotta I gotta go back and see what happened. I'm not sure it was in a zone. Yeah, it looked like cover one to me. Looked like cover one to me when I watched it, but I want to rewatch it as well again. So, so so are we officially starting the hashtag uh, Corey Davis to Detroit? Yeah, yeah, you started the trend. Let's start it. Hashtag Corey Davis. (laughs) I don't know how much much money he's gonna come in, yo. Are we starting the trend? I mean, like the Tiger. I, I know you're not part of. You're not a baseball fan, Malcolm. And yeah, I saw. I saw that. But shit. there was a, there was a big doll, David Doll Detroit. And, if you're, yeah. and I and I compared to, to Detroit. And I, I said that is like comparing. That is like Lions fans rallying and getting Corey wanting Corey Davis Detroit so badly. That is yeah. like the exact comparison. It, I mean, it might be worse. I think Corey Davis is better. <laughs> you know the thing is, I think this will be a cool signing because it'll make it kind of cool. He's from here. He's from um, here. I'm not not talking about about Davis. I'm talking about if they somehow kept Marvin Jones and they got him on a cheap deal, they kept Sanu, and it'll be kind of cool. It won't be the best. It won't be the sexiest signing, but they got AJ Green here, and it'll it'll be... (laughs) I'm just saying... What what I'm saying is that... No, no, just hear me out. I'm I'm not saying it'll be a sexy signing. I'm just saying it'll be kind of cool because that would have been been the Cincinnati's starting lineup, wide receiving core. Was Muhammad Sanu, AJ Green, and and Marvin Jones. Let him go back since he was burned. I'm going to be honest about Sanu and Jones. I only want one of those guys back. I want to have some youth and some speed. I'm tired of just possession guys and slow guys. I want to add some speed and some, like, young juice and some youngsters, right? We don't want to keep adding all these veterans one after another. You want some speed, bro. For me personally, me personally, I'll I'll let them all walk. Shit, I draft two. It just wants to full I draft two and tag Kenny. That's what I would do. I'll draft. I'll draft. I'll draft a couple guys, and whoever I could keep, I could keep. But he just wants to feel a cool factor. Saying, "Oh, we got the old Cincinnati Bengals." Yeah, yeah, that's that's that that's 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 what I would. Yeah, a little bit the cool. Like, oh, we had those Cincinnati's on the starting lineup. That'd be kind of cool. But as far as winning. The hell did we sign AJ Green? <laughs> <laughs> but man, you never know. I mean, Stafford. You see, we saw Sanu in New England, and Sanu when um we thought he was done. San Fran. Yeah, we thought he was done. So who knows? You, you hook him up with Stafford. Mm. Get him for cheap. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll let him ride it somewhere else and try that. <laughs> I'm sure. Sanu's no, drop somebody. Please drop somebody. Sonny would probably want to go to a contender or a team that offers him the most money. He's at this stage of his career where contender or money. I think Sonny is just looking for NFL contracts at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll say they give him a contract. You think so? I mean, he just barely made the team this year. He's on a practice squad for half the year. Yeah. So, like, right. if he's a veteran minimum deal, sure, he could come back and camp. He does well. Like, let him go on. But I, I don't want to like commit like a lot of money or guaranteed money to him. I'm, I'm just Who? saying. You say you're oh, saying no, Sanu, you're, yeah, saying, you're, Sanu. You're, making, you're making Sanu acting like he has a million options. I mean, he was on the he was a free agent for half the year already. I'm saying though, like his Detroit tape could attract some teams and free agency. I don't know. It could because yeah. he he played well the second half. He's only, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, who, who, Mar- who, who's a lock as far as like guys who are under contract? This is just Cephas. And is Agnew a free agent? He's a free agent. Yep, that's free it. Agent. So just Cephas and Gmo, because Gmo opted out, so his contract goes into next year. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. Geronimo Allison and Quintess Cephas. And you're probably, I mean, it'd be dumb if they don't tag Kenny Galladay. So. Yeah, you got to get something out of Galladay, even if you don't want to put your long-term plans. You got to get something out of him. 
So, all right, let's do the Oopsie Doopsie and Ball of the Week, and then we'll wrap this up. All right, here, Ball of the Week. Stafford, just because he's tough, um, injured hand, injured ribs, played really well, made some unbelievable throws. Stafford. He played his ass off, man. He did play his ass off. And then you could tell he was, at times he was in discomfort, but he didn't complain. He stayed in there. He played. Um, so Stafford's my baller of the week. Co-baller of the week, like, runner-up was Romeo Aquara. Yeah. Like you know, well, I'm surprised you didn't give you nothing to Marvin Jones. Well, I just praised Marvin Jones earlier, too. Marvin yeah, falls did, out, too. Did. I'm just going to give one offense, one defense. I can't just yeah. name everyone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's go with that. But, man, I love Stafford. He's, I think he's showing every single day why I think it could be a mistake if we let this guy ride to the sunset and join another team. I think he's making his case. I love the guy. I mean, I, I just right now I'm conflicted. I don't know what the Lions yeah. are going to do. I and think it'll be very hard for a new GM to come in and look at Stafford and look what he's doing and look at his throws. Like, if you break uh-huh. down his throws and then you say, look, I'm going to move on from this guy, I think it's going to be very hard. All right, what if he to goes to that. GM and says, I don't want to go through a reboot. I want out. What do you do? That, that, that That's different. You that's know? very really. He could do that, and I don't blame him if he does I, that. I don't see that. I don't see Stafford doing that though. Why the defense? I mean, okay, we'll save that for all. That's offseason topic, right there. Right. That's, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be an interesting decision. Obviously, what they do with them and what they end up doing. It's I think it falls more on, you know, do you want to pay this guy? Do you think he still has you know more in the can? And how much more in the can does he have left? I mean, that's good. That's the final decision. I think, I think. You, I think you get a good. I think you get a good six to seven years of Stafford. And that's possible. So uh, that's the decision that the next general manager and the, the coaches are going to have to make this offseason. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And I, like I said, this is going to be the most interesting offseason in the Detroit Lions in the last, like, 10 years or so. It yeah. is. It's, it's going to be tough. Be a, a lot of interesting decisions. So. Since the Bob Quinn, since when they fired Tom Luan and Martin Mayhew, this is probably, kind of yeah, it's probably like, yeah, when you're, like, shifting towards the Bob Quinn era, this is, like, uh, this might even be more significant because you're getting a new head coach with this because last time you had Caldwell, so this might yeah. even be more significant. All right. Oops, Doops of the Week. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. This was not hard for me, and um, since Patricia and Quinn are out, they got their trophies already. They got they got their medals, you know, it's hanging in their their you know their offices or whatever. I think this guy, when it comes to the end of the year, he's going to end up getting his medal and his trophy, and that is Jelani Tavai. I mean, Jelani Tavai is making a very good case, even with Matt Patricia and the Bob Quinn era in the season. Jelani Tavai is making a hell of a case to you know win Oopsie Doopsie of the year. I'm not going to go as far and say he is yet, but he's making a very good case. That decision will be made after the season. He's so going to win. He is part of that. And <laughs> like you guys said, I hate to do this because this is a tough position and this was his first game in the NFL. But Alexander Myers, oh my God, dude. I didn't even see that when they promoted this guy. So I caught off. I caught off. Also caught off guard. I was watching the game. I'm like, who the hell is 43 and Myers? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody said that. I think everybody said that, bro. So, so actually, everybody yesterday, um, they used him as a COVID replacement for Everson Griffin because Griffin has a uh, he's like like he doesn't have a spot when you're on COVID list. So he was he they signed him from the practice squad. So, and when I mean, he's not good. Yeah, I mean, I was at work and uh, I saw a tweet from Pro Football Focus, 
And they said the lines have made seven transactions. I just assume like okay, it's just like the simple stuff. Like they elevated like you know Dan Skipper or something like something, something like that. Like, that's what I expected. I didn't know they promoted Alexander Meyer. So uh, you know, it comes to game day. I, my intentions was to go back to that tweet and see who the seven transactions were. I never got to it. So you know, I go into the game just not expecting to see this guy, whoever they promoted. I was just not expecting to see him on the field on defense. So you know, we give a big play, pass interference. I'm like. Okay, who was it? Um, is it Harmon Will Harris? I see 43, and it says Myers. I'm like, who the hell is Myers? And they're like, Alexander <laughs> Myers. I'm like, I had to look up this guy. Who the hell is Alexander Myers? I didn't know who the hell he was. I know this yeah. roster from head to toe. I didn't know who the hell Alexander Myers was. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I looked him uh, up actually during the game. <laughs> that me too. I got off so off guard. I'm like, let me go on lines.com. Let's look at the practice yeah. squad. <laughs> oh, man. He's I'm athletic, like, I guess. 5'11, 442 speed, but he's just not good. So, yeah. He was with and the Steelers last year. Derrick Henry, he said, Rook, go back to that real go estate. Go back to that practice squad. He said, go to that real estate agency with 51. He's about to throw him. I wish he threw him into one. <laughs> he said, hey, you go, go in with 31, the former 31 on the lines, 31 flavors. <laughs> He's day So That's tough, man. So that's my two of two are Tavine Myers. That's a tough play, man. Oh, that was when you're, running, when, you're, when you're running sideways against um, Derrick Henry, and you like you know the stiff arms coming. <laughs> it's like oh, I mean I don't know, man. It's like it's like one of those things that just happens in slow motion that you know it's gonna happen, and you just can't do nothing pre- to prevent it. That was dirty. Yeah, <laughs> his feet was his, his feet launched. Like, it was off the ground. That's when you do that to another grown man. That's not that's not that's not good. Welcome to the league, right? Yeah, so. yeah that's not that's not good. Okay, that is my oopsie doopsie of the week. Alexander Myers and Jelani Tavai. I don't need to explain why Jelani Tavai got it, but yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, that is a wrap. This episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed my rant. I hope you guys yep. enjoyed Malcolm's explanation to my rant. Yep. And I want, like I said, I want to hear your guys' explanation and hear your guys' opinion yep. on what you thought of the Lions playing Matthew Stafford. And yep. I just, I'm interested. So leave a voicemail at 313 355 Three one one six. I think I Damn, you're good, man. There you go. go. All right. Let's go. <laughs> nice. So, on that, I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you're all staying safe during this time. And um, I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. Like Tyler said, you know, hit those voicemails. Let us know what you think. If you want to rant, you want to rant. Um, if you want to talk about some of our defensive players, go ahead. If you want to rant about Jelani Tavai, go ahead. I mean, this is this is the opportunity to talk about Jelani Tavai. Also, Apple Podcasts and iTunes, leave those reviews. Hoping you give us a five star and just leave a review. Just something real quick. You can say Malcolm's awesome and just leave it at that. Or you can say <laughs> you can say we're all Send awesome. Over. <laughs> Send, Send them over. all over. Send them all over, guys. Um, and again, I'm out. Peace. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.